Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Melissa Mason. We've got a very exciting show for you today. So the biggest story in the nation right now is The Bachelor announcement. It is. The three bachelors The three bachelors. Not one, not two, but three. Yeah, it's a chaotic amount of bachelors, I'm going to (laughs) say, but we're going to deep dive into that later on in this episode. But first up, here are the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. In some real-life Gossip Girl news today, the identity of Demois, the popular celebrity news Instagram account, has been revealed. Reporter Brian Feldman did a huge deep dive for Bnet this week, going way back in internet history to find posts Demois were tagged in from literally over a decade ago, when the gossip site first launched quietly. Considering the major rumour mill around Demois, fans of the page, i.e. me, and me. <laughs> have been hanging out for this reveal for years, pretty much from the minute Hayley Bieber announced she'd allegedly worked out who ran it, but rudely wouldn't tell us. Most theories centred around podcasters and Insta influencers like Claudia from Girl With No Job, but it turns out the big reveal was actually a seriously boring one. From his research, Feldman says the account was originally created by Maggie Kempner, the granddaughter of a famous New York socialite I've never heard of, Nan Kemper, and someone called Melissa Lavallo. Feldman says it seems Lavallo runs the account solo these days. But the timing here is very interesting because Demois recently announced an anonymous novel based loosely on the gossip account, which HBO Max has also picked up for a TV series. So was this all an intentional leak now the account is levelling up in the world and making cash, or is Melissa Lavallo about to get some serious legal action levelled against her from some celebs. Unfortunately, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial is still ongoing, and so you may have seen the most recent headlines that British supermodel Kate Moss will testify on Wednesday, so Thursday Australian time via a video link. It's believed that Depp's legal team is calling her up to discuss statements that Heard made on the stand about an alleged domestic incident between Moss and Depp during their relationship in the 90s. Heard had described an incident involving Kate Moss and the stairs, referring to a long-standing rumour from that relationship. And the reason that this is seen as a major point in this case is because for weeks now, Depp supporters across social media have been touting Moss as sort of like a saviour for Depp, basically saying that whatever she says on the stand will completely undermine Heard's testimony and provide a narrative that Depp is, as they believe, a great romantic partner. Yeah. So... While we wait to see what comes out of that day in court, another narrative has begun to surface interrogating how and why the justice for Johnny Depp hashtag, which has been very frequent in its use of Kate Moss's name, and how this has infiltrated social media so intensely. For a while there, it really felt like 
everyone mm-hmm. in the entire world was on this Team Johnny Depp side, right? And you can go to any of the American entertainment sites and on the comments on their social media, it's mm-hmm. just hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. But then also these like quite thought out statements about Johnny Depp in support of him. But then now it's kind of coming out, and I know you're going to talk a bit more about this, about how potentially that's all a bit of a marketing Yeah, exactly. So Adrian Tam has written a really interesting sort of analysis of this for Mamma Mia. We will pop that into our show notes. But basically, a quick rundown is that media non-profit organisation Citizens has uncovered that conservative media outlet The Daily Wire, which was co-founded by Ben Shapiro, that that media outlet had spent tens of thousands of dollars promoting misleading news about the trial. So she goes through a couple of ads that have been sort of promoted on social media. Right. But the thing is, it's an example of how easy it is for misinformation to take off on social media, sort of in line with what we saw around, you know, the Trump era, fake Mm -hmm. news and COVID misinformation and all that sort of stuff. And so for me, it comes back to the social media sites, you know, your Facebooks, your Twitters and all of them. And they know that misinformation is an issue and they've made small moves to combat that, but it's still really not enough. And so unfortunately, you know, for Facebook, for Ben Shapiro's media organisation, they're not the ones that are facing the consequences of this insane amount of misinformation and the way it's been picked up and sort of co-opted by this group of people. The people that are facing the consequences of this are heard herself, but also just generally domestic violence survivors and victims and people who are seeing the way that this is being co-opted and seeing the vitriol and being like, you know what, maybe I won't speak out. The spin that can come around Mm -hmm. these things and how that then affects you. But I think that is... What is fascinating about this is it really felt like everyone was just blanking Amber Heard's testimony and just going blindly for Johnny Depp. And that's when I started to go, hang on a minute, like now we're getting Amber Heard on the stand, we're hearing from her some pretty horrific stuff that you just can't ignore. Like even if you think that she is making stuff up, it can't all be made up. There's plenty of evidence that has come through the courts mm-hmm. to show that at least in some capacity there was some violent acts on both sides. And that's where I started to go, wait a minute, are these actually accounts that are supporting Johnny Depp blindly, all of them, mm. or is there something else at play here? And I'm not saying that's Johnny Depp's team doing that necessarily. I think that that's what's happened with the internet, like you said, with the Trump era, this misinformation. People just love to just blanket misinformation in places. Like it would not shock me if there are super fans of Johnny Depp's that would be out there paying to have bots publish mass hashtags or publish mass comments or whatever. Like it wouldn't shock me. I'm not Mm. saying it's happening. It just wouldn't surprise me. And that's kind of where the conversation is happening around the Johnny Depp fan base that's coming out from this trial is, is this a legitimate fan base of, you know, millions of people or is this a smaller fan base that is utilising the internet to make it look bigger? So we'll obviously report back on what Kate Moss says in the trial later in the week. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription.
Well, in news that I genuinely did not believe was real at first, Channel 10 have announced our new Bachelor for 2022, and actually I should say Bachelors, Mm -hmm. because there's not one, there's not two, but there are three (laughs) Bachelors. What is happening? I honestly thought it was April Fool's, (laughs) except it's not April anymore. (laughs) It's wild. So our three men are pro basketballer Felix, Mm -hmm. fitness and life coach Thomas, is that even a real job? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. And finally, musician Jed, who, I'm sorry, I have nothing against any of these men personally. I'm sure they are lovely. But when I saw Jed, I dubbed him Kmart Machine Gun you Kelly. You did. And it was the perfect name. <laughs> it really is. It's definitely playing into anyone who would like to be Megan Fox exactly. out there. So we know that filming for the series is already underway. So those Daily Mail images that Laura and I dissected in an episode last week were in fact real, but there's really little else that we know at this stage. Mm. So Channel 10 really pulled the wool over my eyes and I certainly did not see three bachelors coming. But obviously the elephant in the room here is the lack of diversity. Mm -hmm. The only diversity that we really see in these three men is their different hair colours. And some tattoos. Yes, exactly. I think coming off last year's casting Mm -hmm. where we had Brooke Blurton, who was the first Indigenous Australian batchy, she was the first queer batchy, we had the first cast that featured men and women. That was fantastic. And do you know what? I was nervous that that was not going to be done very well. But actually, it was so wholesome and it was so beautifully executed in the way that LGBTQ people were really championed. That beautiful, like the Mardi Gras episode was just, oh, I loved that. That's probably my favourite episode of A Bachelor ever. I think we were all kind of expecting, oh, this is the turning point. We're going to have this level of diversity Mm -hmm. ongoing Mm -hmm. for this franchise in Australia. And then we just get these three white guys. So it was kind of disappointing that we've got three whole different men (laughs) and not one of them is a person of colour. It's almost like they couldn't come up with someone or they couldn't find anyone where they just kind of went to a default. And I think you could do both. Yeah, absolutely. You can have a gimmick and diversity. Yes, because I'm actually really excited for this gimmick. Also, I think it's worth pointing out that there have been a couple of major players within the Bachelor Nation Mm. sort of universe that have had thoughts about this casting. Abby Chatfield spoke about it on her radio show last night. Angie Kent's also expressed her disappointment. And old mate Kieran Stott, he was less concerned about the lack of diversity and more concerned about the fact that there is another edgy blonde dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have to admit, it does look a lot like Kieran, but also read the room, man. I know. He will never read read the room. And also looking at the photos of these men and look, again, nothing personal because I'm sure they're going to give us some great entertainment. I have nothing against them personally. They're all very polished. Yes. They're all very put together. But I think it would be really nice to have someone who's less polished. Yes. I'm kind of thinking, and this is a crossover of networks, so never going to happen, but like someone who's been on Beauty and the Geek or something like that. Yeah. That's a little bit like relatable and fun and kind of like has a wholesome vibe. Yes. I don't know how to explain the wholesome vibe. No, I get it because I think what it is is like we don't look all polished and coiffed yeah. and, like, our hair's been hairsprayed within an inch of its life. Like, <laughs> literally right now I'm wearing, like, a sloppy jumper uh-huh. and leggings. And I feel like Angie Kent was in that category of, like, super relatable. Like, you could imagine 
going and having a beer with her or sitting on the couch watching yeah. TV with her because obviously she was from Gogglebox. <laughs> I think that was like the last person from my memory where I was like, oh, you could be my mate. Yeah. Like it could so just be true. your mate. But, you know, just generally we just want to see somebody that we relate to. And I think that that, again, when I looked at these three, I thought, I don't really relate to any of you. I'd probably swipe left on Tinder. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> but, look, where I get excited is this idea of the drama that's going to ensue uh-huh. from three different people because what I'm imagining they're going to do is just put in a whole bunch of people and it's almost Survivor-esque, like your alliances mm. will change. Like Because when you meet people, right, if I met three different people and I was like, who am I interested in? I might be initially drawn to one person and then after getting to know them, maybe we don't connect on some level, but then I have a really nice chat with somebody else. It almost brings back vibes of Bachelor in Paradise, my favourite yes. show in Bachelor I Nation. Agree. Is that not the best part of the franchise? Yes. I think this is interesting because as far as we know, these three men have no real connection. Obviously, they did this sort of with Ali and Becky, but they were sisters. Yeah. And so they had that relationship of very much trying to like keep the peace with one another. Exactly. And these men potentially don't have that sort of relationship. Oh, and yeah. so therefore, there could be partner swapping. There could be stealing of people. There could be like someone who really likes two of them and is dating both at the same time. Yes. So I am living for the fact that this is going to bring drama. I can just feel the drama. Yeah, I think that the gimmick this time is actually going to work yeah. in the sense of keeping us all really hooked to the season. It's just the fact of like, could they just be a bit more relatable and bring in some diversity? But I have some more potential drama. Oh. I read that there is potentially going to be honeymoon oh, suites this season, God. which for anyone that's not aware, honeymoon suites are big in the US Bachelor. Yes. They're basically like a sexy bachelor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're like an overnight date where they go and stay together and, yeah, you know. things happen. I would love Sexy Bachelor. I feel like, 100%. you know, the last Sexy Bachelor that we really had was entirely led by Abby Chapman. Yeah, and that was so good. <laughs> it was so good. How good was that? And, like, look, it's 2022. Like, people sleep together. Totally. Like, and these are contestants in their 20s and 30s. Exactly. Like, of course they're horny. Yes. I want horny Bachelor. I'm living for that part. I am going to be entering the office sweepstakes. Absolutely. I'm absolutely going to be watching every episode. I will probably read recaps everywhere. I'm very excited to see how this turns out. Well, thank you for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Tia Usich with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. If you love the show, the best thing you can do is become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Mamma Mia subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos, and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. It only costs $5.75 a month, which is less than a large coffee or a small coffee if you get oat milk. If you believe in women's media, if you believe in a purpose-driven media company like Mamma Mia, whose core purpose is to make the world a better place for women and girls, please see the link in our show notes.